You are listening to True To You Radio, your home for abundance, awareness, appreciation, and acceptance. Visit us online at truetoyouradio.com. Welcome to the Heart Dancing Radio Show, the place where we learn the art of being human. I'm your host, Katherine Erickson, and I've created this show to explore what it means to live authentically and dance with life. Heart dancing is really our true nature. It's where we are the happiest and most in tune with the universe. My guests have all transformed their lives, and now they want to share that wisdom with you one conversation at a time. You'll get to know the person behind the story of heartbreak or loss, their defining moment or inspiration, and how they continue to stay grounded and connected to their higher self. You know, we're all part of the same universe, but you may have forgotten that. Why not become a regular listener and learn the art of being human? When you subscribe to my email list, you'll receive a notice every time a new show is published. Just visit KatherineErickson.com, or you can go to iTunes or SoundCloud and subscribe to the RSS feed, and you'll never miss a conversation. And while you're there, would you mind giving us a rating? Thank you so much for supporting the Heart Dancing Radio Show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Heart Dancing Radio Show, where we explore what it means to live authentically, create deliberately, and dance with life. The Heart Dancing Mantra is Let Love Lead. And I'm your host, Katherine Erickson. And today I am so excited. I have a very special guest who is also a friend, Juliana Ritchie, and we've known each other for probably a year and a half, two years, and she actually was on this show back in May of 2015, which when I say that, I'm just shaking my head because I can't believe it's been that long. But Juliana, since then, has been quite busy. She just (laughs) came out with a wonderful best-selling book on Amazon called The Power of Practice, Spiritual Laws for an Extraordinary You. And it's a fabulous book. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But I just wanted to welcome you, Juliana, to the Heart Dancing Radio Show. Thank you, Catherine. It's so fun to be here with you again. Yes, thank you. And just for the listeners who may have missed that earlier show, let me give them just a bit about your background because I think it's fascinating. And it really kind of it aligns somewhat with what I've gone through. And I think that's why we've connected so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you did not start out as an energy coach. You actually had a professional career as a marine scientist. Is that right? It is correct, yes. (laughs) And something in that work, something in how you showed up every day just wasn't fitting. And so can you tell us real quickly what started you on your different path? What what made you take that left-hand turn? Sure, in seventh grade. (laughs) This is actually the truth, though, and it was so fun to, to rediscover this. In seventh grade, I mean, everything in my life was math science as a kid. You know, that was just the family that I came up in. And, um, but instead I looked back about five years ago, I was like, wait a minute. When I was in seventh grade, I did my research paper, you know, the big research paper on ESP. 
And the year after that, I did it on black holes. And then I put it all aside for another 15 or 20 years. Uh, but when I, when I realized that, I went, wait a minute, this has been in me for a very long time. And it was just never encouraged and I didn't nurture it and that sort of thing. Um, but I will, I will say fast forward to, you know, a decade or more ago when I was really making the split from the marine science work. Um, I truly, I just felt, I felt as though I had stepped into a river and put my feet up and it was carrying me away. And the, and the thing that started that was a Reiki class and then everything just evolved from there. But it had been clearly calling to me for a long time, but it took a lot of courage to make the change. I'll say that. Oh, I can totally imagine yeah. because as you know, when I was a lawyer breaking away from that, I never fully realized the impact until I had made the break in yeah. terms of my own identity. Did you have that, that same experience? Wow, that's such a neat way of saying it. Uh, you know what, my, well, I don't know about you, but for, for me, it was many years in the making, even before I went and did my master's degree in marine science, I was like, well, maybe I'll just go to aromatherapy school or become a massage therapist. So that was, you know, my early 20s. And uh, when I finally decided, you know, when the whole Reiki thing started, it was a good three years before I left my career. So and it was a very scary time of, of trying to listen to my heart instead of my head, which I'd never been taught to do before. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. I think by the time I finally left, my identity had already shifted. And truthfully, now that I'm playing this out, um, I left at the same time that my husband and I were about to have our first child. And so I think I was, you know, I, I finished my career two weeks before the baby was born. So I don't know that I had a whole lot of time to integrate, uh, you know, being gone from that career. Right. right. In the I, moment. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. For me, I just woke up one day and said, you know, I can't do this anymore. Oh, okay. And yep. it was one of those things that had probably been percolating underneath for quite yeah. a while. But of course. And I didn't just walk in and say I quit. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a transition period. Yeah. yeah, but yours sounds like it was shorter than mine. It was well, less than three years. Yeah. It, or it was less uh, conscious. Right, right. No, that's fair. But I also love how your your spirit, right? Your soul was just said, that's it, we're done. <laughs> you know, like your your brain is not allowed to be part of this conversation. I am taking over. Right, right. But yeah. having been in an analytical, logical field and yeah. stepping into the spiritual woo-woo, and I'm using air quotes, um, yeah. that took for me, that took quite a bit of time and I'm still feeling my way through, but I feel much more comfortable. And that's how, uh, that's why I have this podcast because I get to have people like you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I will say too, now as I'm looking back, when my first child was born, I've always, you know, I had a, a rough year and a half after that. And I, and I think a lot of it was postpartum depression and sleep deprivation, but maybe part of it was like the dark night of the soul or that transition that you're referring to of leaving one part, one identity behind and coming into something different. So yeah, maybe there was more going on than I even realized until this moment. Oh, well, good. Well, I'm glad yeah. I was able to shine a light on that. I know. That's cool. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So what was it about that first Reiki class that just grabbed you? Oh, oh that, okay. That's a fun story. Um, I'm trying to think if it made it into the book, but I don't think it did. Uh, yeah, I don't think it did. So I actually knew the instructor. She was the sister of someone I worked with uh, professionally when I was working for the government. And she's this lovely British woman. She was probably 60 at the time. And I remember being in the class and the first day, you know, she attuned us. She did these symbols over our heads. And, you know, then we were open to channeling the divine 
light and love and energy uh, through us. And, and then we were sent on our way uh, to, you know, experience the next day, go to work, do whatever, be in our lives. And then we reconvened the next day. Uh, or evening. And when we were sitting around the second evening and people were describing their experiences and someone was like, oh, my hands are just like so warm. And somebody else, you know, all these people had transformative experiences and it got to me. And I was like, I, I gotta be honest here. Like, I, what? <laughs> you know, like you do some symbols over my head and now suddenly I'm open to be a channel of divine light and love. It doesn't work. <laughs> Um, no, it was like, it just didn't. And so my Reiki master who is now a very dear friend of mine. And she has taught thousands and thousands of people in the Northeast, um, trained them in Reiki. She said to me, she said, you know what, how about not having to understand it? How about just accepting that it is? And I don't know what happened, whether it was those words getting through my, the thickness of my logic brain or the actual Reiki work itself. But when she did the next set of symbols for us, the next attunement, I went into Reiki land. I went into the deepest med meditative state that I've actually ever been in uh, to this point. And I remember hearing everybody else come out of it and there was no way I was leaving. I was like, I'm just going to sit here forever because it feels so good. <laughs> Um, and she and she finally came over and she said, do you need some help grounding back into your body? And I thought, oh, yeah, maybe I do because I'm very much not there right now. So I had the uh, really the real life illustration to help me. Um, and I think that that just shifted my being. So, yeah, it was it was a pretty profound um time. And I just I, I couldn't get enough of it. You know, I'd come home from my day job and read all my energy healing books and that was thrilling for me. So, mm -hmm. well, it sounds like, you know, when you said that second night, I, I got nothing. Yeah. First was saying, okay, Juliana, here, I'm going to give you something. Yes. Well, it's just such a big gift because, you know, it could have not, it could have just allowed me to keep blocking myself, but clearly I was meant to be where I am right now. And, and that was one of the steps in the process and it wasn't in my control, right? It was well, just... And clearly, right, clearly your mind or your ego was trying to put up a wall, but your spirit was saying, nah, -uh, we're not, uh -uh. not hearing it. You've been doing this for too long. The time is now. And yeah. yeah. And you finally have come to a place where you can become open to that divine energy and divine light. And let me show you what it's like. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yes. Um, and you know, uh, I go there in, in small, not small bits. I go there deeply with clients and guided visualizations and that sort of thing. But this one was special, maybe because it was my first time. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. So you followed the trail of learning more about energy work and coaching. So tell the, tell the heart dancers, what do you do now other than writing a book? But mm -hmm. you know, what do you do in terms of connecting with people, helping people? Sure, sure. So yeah, the book is, is done. And I will say the, the book stemmed from uh, two places. One being, you know, obviously not everybody's ready to invest in the coaching process. And, and, uh, but I know that what I have to offer is so beneficial to, and, it, and it's somewhat unique. I mean, you, you've experienced my guided visualizations before, um, and you know that there is some magic that happens within those sessions. So, but I, I wanted a way, I was kind of desperate for a way to get that out to a vast audience. Um, rather than just hitting, you know, the the handful of people 
people that I'm, I'm able to work with in my private VIP session. So that was one of the reasons that the book started. The other was I really just felt like the universe was tapping me on the shoulder and being like, look, there is a message. And, and I can tell you more about that later when we talk about the book. Um, but so I did put a lot of things on hold to get that, not just written, but edited and out. You know, you know yourself, it's a long process. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I, you know, I still do see the one-on-one VIP clients. And then my business partner, Sarah, and I are moving forward. We've been trying to align for years now um, to bring some new workshops and retreats and speaking engagements out into the world. And so we finally, like our schedules have worked and uh, that's what we're moving forward together with now, uh, helping people really become empowered from the core, you know, from that connection to soul and source, um, but also help in the real world setting boundaries in in their human lives. So it's really bridging that gap between the left brain and the right brain, as you know, I've always done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or since seventh grade in my ESP paper. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> what did your teacher think about that? You know, what was the coolest thing in the world is uh, she actually had a head some telepathic experiences in her life. And if she was like a 65-year-old nun, or she had been a nun, and then she'd been an English teacher for years and years and years. But when I wrote it, she's like, oh, you know what? I actually had these experiences myself. And I kid you not, the number of people, like we are much more tapped in than most of us walk around realizing or talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I would say one in five people that I talk to, at least one in five, maybe more, have seen something, heard something, had communication, you know, like something's happened in their, in their story. It's really, and they love getting to talk about it. Right. And the, the thing is, it's not socially acceptable, but when they find someone like you mm-hmm. who understands it and encourages them to talk about it, I bet that's such a relief. Well, and I, and I believe it, it is a relief for sure. I also believe it opens, I always see like a, a pipe that gets crudded up or corroded over time. And so only a small amount of water is getting through mm-hmm. as they are held in safe space to remove some of that crud, right? To, to let their truth come through and talk about these things. It just opens the channel even further for it to be happening more and more. Mm-hmm. So it's really neat. And, and my business partner, Sarah, is actually was born a psychic medium. And as she says, she's like, I didn't ask for these gifts. I didn't ask to be able to do this. <laughs> But now that I can, you know, for her, obviously, she wants to be of service and, and help people uh, with, with that gift of hers. Right. Well, and your gift is in the energy coaching, which, as you said, I have experienced. It's fantastic. Please go to julianaritchie.com to learn more, or I'll, I'll also have this in the show notes. But again, the one-on-one coaching is fabulous, mm-hmm. so powerful. And I'm so glad now, though, that you've written this book, The Power of Practice, because this allows everyone to access a lot of those same techniques. Yes, you're reading it from a, 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 you're reading words on a page, but I will tell you that there is power in this book. There is power in how you've written it and what you share. And I can feel it. And it, and it may resonate with me because I have been a client of yours, but mm-hmm. I think it'll resonate with everyone who is open to these ideas and is willing to move forward on their own spiritual path. Yeah. You know, thank you for saying that. Cause I think, and, and you were, I will say, Catherine, you were one of my first clients that wasn't just woo woo that you came to me as a lawyer being like, Hey, I know there's more out <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to access it. And it really, uh, I would say, was one of the keys to me opening to say, wait a minute, 
in it. There are so many people who, as you say, it's not socially acceptable to talk about whether it's the spiritual realm or getting messages or talking to your dead grandmother or just <laughs> investigating some spiritual sides of you. But people, it resonates with every single human being out there. But for those people who are on more left brain tracks, it's a lot harder to gain access to uh, teaching because you don't necessarily want to go to the ashram or to the, you know, even to the yoga center. It seems too far out there. And one of the things that I love about the book is I really, it, I, I wrote it so that it speaks to the people who have one foot in both worlds. And even if their one foot is really strongly planted in the left brain world and they want to start dipping a toe in the right brain world, I feel like this is a great option for them as well. Yes. And then it serves the right brain people who are like, I know I need to take more action because I'm really dedicated, but I'm just not seeing the results. Well, this speaks to them. Well, and I would totally agree with that because you explain the spiritual concepts very um, eloquently, simply, and clearly. So mm -hmm. someone who's not really, at, um, hasn't been spending a lot of time in that world can still follow and still understand. But then you also have the less analytical, uh, more disciplined approach, which is the practice. Yes. So the title is perfect because the power is in all of us and you're tapping into it by the practice. You got it. You got it. And, and same with the subtitle, Spiritual Laws for an Extraordinary You. You know, we're yeah. talking spiritual, but we're also talking law. Um, like they are both, it's left brain and right brain. It's, um, you know, and I, and I said earlier in the, in our conversation that the, there was another thing that was, you know, tapping me on the shoulder. And it was this concept of so many of us who have, have gathered the courage to uh, integrate this kind of spiritual or, and or spiritual business into our lives. Um, we can look at people like Wayne Dyer. We can look at people like Marianne Williamson. We, or, or even if it's just the spiritual side, the folks who are, you know, Deepak Chopra, who is deeply connected and we can see their success and, kind of get on ourselves for not reaching that same level of success, actually with whatever we're doing, right? We look at the experts, we say they've achieved it. They're trying to talk back to us and say, this is how you do it. Mm -hmm. but the fact of the matter is, and I use this example in the book, Wayne Dyer was an intense dude uh, that he ran 10 miles a day for 10 or 15 years. I forget. Every single day, rain or shine or snow, you know, that blows my mind. That's not what the average person steps into when they want to become an expert at something. Mm -hmm. So I really heard the universe saying to me, wait, law of attraction is real. The power of intention, the power of meditation, the power of all of that stuff is completely real. That is how the universe works. And you have to stay with it. It doesn't work after one day or two days or three days or four days. And all of the experts have stayed with it for years on end. Yes. And actually, before you and I started recording, we were talking about that concept of just having the grit and the tenacity to stay with something. That is the other major component that is necessary in anything we want to get better at or change in our lives. Yes, it is. And it's that consistency and that daily practice that mm -hmm. makes all the difference. It is. I will also say I wrote it because I'm not the greatest person at a daily practice. <laughs> I am the audience in a lot of ways. Um, well, we teach what we must need to learn, right? It is. And, and I see my, my 
coaching clients get such great results in part because they show up every single week and keep this high on their radar. Mm -hmm. They have the accountability and the support. And so that was my hope with the book was that somehow it would you know, help people work through their blocks and then also get them to a practice that is so fully aligned for them and hopefully serve as some level of support and or accountability for them. I, we also have the Facebook group, The Power of Practice, to help people uh, be, you know, help them stay accountable and, and support others in the process. Um, but it is... I, so you know, that's... Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say it does take that... Uh, there are, there are multiple pieces of it, but accountability is a huge one. Yes. And I'm so, you know, the, I think it's brilliant that you combine the two. You combined and introduced the formless, so to speak, mm-hmm. all, those, all those concepts of um, universal laws with mm-hmm. form, which is the practice. This is yes. what you can do in daily life. And every chapter has something to do to integrate that particular concept into your daily life. Yeah, because it's not just in our heads. You know, we we are physical beings and we believe we are physical beings. We happen to be spiritual beings in a physical body, but we haven't been brought up that way. Right. So we need to address both. Like we are returning to the idea that we are spiritual beings. In the meantime, we really fully believe we're physical beings. So let's address that piece of it too, the physical world. Well, and we tend to, or at least I do, tend to fall more on what am I physically uh, receiving right now? What am I uh, interpreting? What am I experiencing? And this kind of brings in that spiritual side that can also be running in the background or the Mm -hmm. foreground Mm -hmm. as you move throughout your day. And that's what I think is so beautiful about your book because you weave both of those things in to where it's an integrated whole, which is how we're supposed to live. Right. Yes, exactly. Wonderful way of stating it. Thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. Um, I just wanted to say very quickly, my uh, favorite chapter. Mm-hmm. And also I want to the, see if it's my favorite chapter, and, too. Yeah, I'm and, so also, excited. and also the chapter that caused me to go, Ugh. Okay, good. <laughs> um, it's titled The Curse of Imperfections. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And, you know, it just talks about how we're all set up. Uh, we're told that we're supposed to be perfect or there's these subtle messages. And I think women fall into that trap a lot more than men for some mm-hmm. reason, maybe because we're, I don't know. I know for myself, I was more of a pleaser. So mm-hmm. to please, I wanted to be perfect and I didn't want to mess up or do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. But I love the exercise you have at the end. And I don't want to give away the book, but it just, it just. No, go for it. Go share it. <laughs> It I'm was, like opening my book. I'm like, which one is she talking about here? Which exercise? Right, right, right. It's on page 96. Okay. I'm, and oh, it's the, um, you know, writing down all the things you, you think you, that are imperfect about yourself. Mm. And then the process is to bring light to it. And it's mm-hmm. the unconditional loving light. Mm-hmm. And then you basically bless that imperfection and let mm-hmm. it go and acknowledge that at one point it helped you, but now it may be time to release. And you have just a beautiful way of doing that. Oh, that's so wonderful. You know, when I, and you will probably recognize having worked with me that a lot of these exercises come from the work that I do with people are very similar. And so what we're doing there is we're looking at an energy that, as I often will say, it's a, it's a tight energy, it's a restricted energy. And, and when we're restricted, we're not fully receiving the flow of, the divine and the magic and everything that we can be. So we're restricting ourselves. And so, but we're taking a look at that energy and instead of trying to shove it away, push it away, judge it, be mad at it, 
I, I just keep visualizing, even as we're talking, a young child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we both are parents and I don't always perfectly parent, but I, I do the best I can. And, and the way I would want to perfectly parent something like that is to love it, to yes. love it unconditionally. And I do believe that that's ultimately what the creative force in the universe is. It's that unconditional love. And so that exercise is an opportunity to just bring that in and, you know, in a way dissolve the energy, but also just love it for everything that it is and everything that it's done. Um, and, and only then can we truly release it because it doesn't exist in the same form anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And that is something that you heart dancers will experience if you were able to work with Juliana one on one. She's able to go in and find those blocks of energy. And, you know, you, of course, are doing the work, but she guides you to mm-hmm. dissolve those blocks. And it is an amazing process. Thank you. I, I like to also think that, well, it can be very moving and, you know, there are definitely lots of tears that happen in sessions where we go to places like that. But I don't think it's painful the way therapy is, if that makes sense. Like, it feels like there's a beauty to it that is different from, from other modalities. I, I don't know if you can speak to that or want to or what your experience was just in terms of... Um, yeah, I can, actually. I, have, I don't have... I've never been in therapy, so I can't really... Uh, compare that, but yeah. I am a psychology major. I, that's yes. what I majored in, in in college, so I do know a little bit about it. Mm. But um, I found the energy work to be on a totally different level. Emotions weren't really part of it. Mm, yes, and it's it are the emotions that I normally think of. Um, there were there. I always had a box of Kleenex next to me, <laughs> yeah. but, which is good because energy flows, right? Right, exactly. But I it wasn't that it was crying pain or crying madness or tear. You know, it was more of a release, and that's right. how my body was releasing that energy. Ah, wow, you are very eloquent with this. Oh, yes. thank you. Well, see, that's yes. why we. That's why I'm having you on the show. <laughs> It's wonderful. It is so good. And I do also, you know, disclaimer, therapy is so valuable for so much. I just think sometimes when people come into coaching, you know, coaching is different than therapy. It's not meant for the same things that therapy is meant for, but they have a negative association because they think, oh, I'm going to have to talk about my stuff and it hurts and I'm sick of it, blah, blah, blah. I don't find that that's the experience that my clients have. It's really an opening and a blossoming and a beautiful one, beauty filled, beautiful, um, so, yeah, I like how you just said that it's energy shifting and moving and transforming and your body is just like, that's how it moves through you. Yes. And I, I you know, I just gave you my personal testimony, which yes, I'm glad you. I was able to experience that. And I would urge anyone that if, if any of this is resonating with you, at least go buy the book. Go buy the book, The Power of Practice, Spiritual Laws for an Extraordinary You. It's on Amazon, and you can go to Juliana's website, julianaritchie.com, and it's R-I-C-C-I is how you spell your last name, correct? Correct. Yes. 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 Juliana with two N's. Um, And Catherine, we did not talk about a giveaway ahead of time, so I'm going to talk to you about it offline, but I just want to let listeners know that there will be something, or can be something, might be something that um, they can reach out to you for. Um, yes. as, as a gift from me. So. Okay, good. Oh, oh thank fine. you. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I will be sure and put that in the show notes so anyone Great. listening. Um, we are at the end of our time. I know I could talk to you forever and I have. I feel the same. <laughs> but um, what, what words of wisdom 
do you want to leave um, the listeners with, leave oh, our audience with? That's a great question. Uh, you know, I really am, am feeling the message that anything is possible. And for some, that might be something big. And for others, that might not feel that big. Um, and I know that the power of practice walks people through finding their way to make those changes in their lives. Um, and they're, and they're, I would also encourage them to get, have support as they make the changes. And that can come in the form of an accountability partner or you know, join the Facebook page, whatever. But whatever change you're looking to bring into your life, it is possible. And all you have to do is, is stick with it. Mm, I love that. And that reminds me, I did want to uh, read something from the very last part of the book. And it's just, it's a perfect way to tie up this whole conversation. Great. If you don't mind, I'm just going to read from it. It's on page 183. Go for it. And, yes, um, it's, it just, you used to have a beautiful closing in the book. And it says, we have things to do in this world, you and I. Good, warm, important, light-filled things. And now we have a recipe for doing them successfully. The way equals practice. So let's do it. So thank you, Juliana. This has been so much fun. It has been indeed. Thank you so much, Catherine. Yes, and I would urge, uh, again, the Heart Dancers, go check this book out. If you're listening to my podcast, you're going to love this book. <laughs> Good point. It, will, it will resonate with you, and it will carry you to a new and more expanded place where you are reaching for your dreams and where anything is possible. So thank you again for being here, Juliana. Thank you again, uh, everyone listening. And please have a blessed and wonderful day. Thank you for joining us on the Heart Dancing Radio Show. My hope is that you discovered at least one nugget of information you can take with you into your life that will remind you that we are here to dance. Please share this show with your friends and family so we can raise the vibration of the entire planet. When you do that, you are truly part of the Heart Dancing Tribe, where we allow love to lead us home. Heart Dancing, it's the only way to live.